0: From my apartment, it's Rob Has a Podcast. And now, here's a guy who doesn't like sweating. I am Rob's sister, Nina. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Rob Has a Podcast here on a Recap Thursday edition, where today we're going to be talking with Karishma Patel in uh, just a couple of moments. You could watch us on video as well on our YouTube channel at a websitecom slash YouTube, Uh, we had Mergatory on Survivor this week. We'll be talking about everything that went on with Josh going home. I had the chance to speak with Josh, had a great exit interview with him. That podcast is up and you can check that out as well. I'm also going to be uh, getting ready over the weekend for the second edition of our patron-only series, Survivor Academy, where, look, if you're 3D printing puzzles, you should be listening to Survivor Academy, the podcast that is made exclusively for people who are waiting to go on Survivor. And so we're going to talk through everything from the last couple of weeks of the season about what future players need to be learning from these couple episodes of Survivor. We're gonna really focus in on what to do at Murgatory specifically uh, on this week's episode. And I have a great guest to join me from Survivor 43, Lindsay Carmine is going to join me on Survivor Academy this week. So you can hear that podcast when you go to robinswebsite.com slash patron. I also have the Survivor Feedback Show coming up on Monday this week as Mari Forth joins me. So if you've got questions for that show or if you have something that you didn't hear addressed on this podcast, robinswebsite.com slash survivor questions so we can get your questions from Mari. All right, everybody. I'm very excited to have with us to talk about Survivor at... The Mergatory Time of Year. Of course, she had a traditional merge uh, back when she played in Survivor Island of the Idols. Here with us once again, my friend, Karishma Patel. Karishma, how are you?
1: Hey, Rob. Good. Thanks for having me. Karishma, what's new? Always loving here.
0: Yes. uh, So nice to see you. Thank you.
1: Thank you. What's new? Uh, new season of Survivor. Yeah, uh, where I, I think we're like what halfway through. It just feels like it just started yesterday. It's crazy.
0: I know. It um, Goes by so fast.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I mean, I. The only thing I can think of is I have an 11 month old. He's my entire life.
0: Speaking of going um, by fast.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's turning one next month. We're throwing him a little carnival for his birthday, and that's it. I mean, life is just kind of all new colors now so it's fun <laughs>
0: you know karishma jeff Probst recently said on the jeff Probst uh, official survivor podcast that he would be open to a survivor generation season where the children of survivors one day play against the other children of survivors would you uh w- will you be training your son to one day compete in survivor <laughs>
1: Oh, I'll let Jiven decide. No, Jiven will absolutely be training for 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 one day Survivor. Absolutely. I mean, it'll be a while. He's not one yet, but we're gonna start him early. Start him on that. That you know. Hopefully, he doesn't get his mom's hand-eye coordination. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully he gets that from his dad. But um, but yeah, that would be that would be kind of insane to see me be able to patch that pass that torch. I
0: guess. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Well. Krishmo, uh what else is new with you outside Survivor?
1: Um oh, throw planning the kids birthday work is is just absolutely crazy. Um just working all the time. Um and just sort of enjoying life, you know, taking everything one day at a time. We have some family trips planned for this summer and and I'm just excited to so just That's nice. Spend. Spend time with the family. Spend time with the baby. Watch more Survivor.
0: Watch more Survivor. Okay. Well, thank you for making some time to talk with us about everything that's going on. It's been an interesting season for sure uh, with a lot of big characters. Now, Mm -hmm. I know uh, you have recently uh, gotten together for some. uh, I feel like that Houston is really starting to be a big uh, destination for all these uh, Survivor viewings.
1: Yeah, finally, we, um, we have some more survivor alumni that are, um, close by so we can get together. I think it was about two weeks ago. Uh, we had a really, really great time watching the episode with Lauren yes. who is from right outside Houston. Um, and then we had a couple other people like geo came, Abraham was here. Um, my good friend Carl was, was here. Yeah, the Godfather. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and we just, we just had a really good time seeing each other There's a couple of folks from, from big brother. And it's just, it's nice to watch survivor with other survivors who have been through it as well.
0: Mm-hmm, um, we
1: just kind of like, you know, watching it kind of just, should we just get it? We just know. And of course, supporting our girl, Lauren, of course, supporting her, right?
0: Well, I would love to know from you, how do you feel like she's doing? Because it has been a quiet run so far. I've seen her tweeting about, uh, is tonight going to be the night that I'm getting confessionals? No, and not yet. So she's been very underserved in the edit. And she does seem like that she's a big personality. So I'm not really sure what the disconnect is.
1: Um, I think, I, th- I think she has a really great big personality and I don't know anything personally. She's been really great about being tight lipped and I too, I don't want any yes. spoilers, but I we think she, she anybody have- that
0: keeps the show's results a secret
1: absolutely absolutely this is my guess and my guess is she's got an advantage in her pocket she's got some really good solid relationships and you know that because her name's not being thrown around when they do show her it's just it's quality with other people or you know quality time with that broom that she (laughs) she's been hanging around with sweeping the ground with um but i think she may have a couple big episodes coming up and that's what i'm crossing my fingers i think she may have some Big moves, some big episodes coming up, and that's what I'm. 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 I'm hoping I'm right. Okay. I'm All
0: right. Talk to me about the earn the merge idea, Krishman. Do you have any strong feelings about earn the merge?
1: I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. It's like a misnomer. Do you get it? Does I mean, what? what is anyone
0: doing no, to earn? I don't really get it. You know, uh, I, I listen to every week uh, On Fire with Jeff Probst, the official Survivor podcast. Uh, and Jeff talked a lot in the most recent episode about the idea for Earn the Merge and how in the 26 day game, you got to earn everything, Karishma. See, so back in your day, you used to just get on Survivor and then it was like, all right, here's your free, here's your free pot. To to boil the water in. Here's your free merge buff. No, now every you have to earn everything, and you can't. You don't just get the merge; you have to earn it.
1: But what are what is anyone doing to earn it? I don't quite understand.
0: The win it, yeah, win a challenge.
1: Okay, but you get immunity and you get food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so. Okay, you're also you get a buff and Mm -hmm. that's fine. So the people who survive. Ironically,
0: in their first pass at this, uh, you didn't even get immunity that somebody uh, got to break the hourglass and you lost the immunity. Oh, my God. You really you have to earn everything unless somebody breaks the hourglass, then you get it for free.
1: Yeah. And so I guess then the other side, the people who lose the challenge, they earn it by surviving the vote. Is that what it is?
0: Yes. They earn their buff. Not a fan. Yeah. (laughs) I think that the branding around it is a little hokey. I personally I don't mind the twist in terms of I, I try to look at it like you have three tribes that I think that they should go and that they should play as two tribes. I kind of feel like that this is like as close as we get to them playing like as two tribes where, okay, mm-hmm. well, it's like one tribe, basically one immunity. And I try to like convince myself that it's a little bit like that, even though they don't vote as a separate tribe, everybody's voting for whomever. And so um, we get the one, the one vote here uh, for, Earn the merge and then it's over. I, I kind of feel like it's mostly a harmless part of the new era.
1: Technically they're merged though, right?
0: Now they are. Now they are, you know.
1: I mean, but even they're they're living on the same beach. Everybody is voting. It's an individual game. Not an individual game yeah. yet. I guess not an individual game, but um I'm trying to think like what is the person who's voted out not jury?
0: Yeah, they're not jury. And I think that also that at it. least is that like a little it. bit. Yeah, there's like a distinction of like, oh, only the people who made the merge are on the jury.
1: Yeah, I think that might be the biggest thing, right? Because making the jury is like the big a big thing. Like they try not to make that a big, a big point. Um in the airing of the episode. But when you're, when you're out there making the merge is a big deal, but making the jury is a, is a really big deal because Mm -hmm. even if you get, you know, get voted out, at least you're still part of the game. I guess that's.
0: Yeah. And then the next person out, I believe will be the first juror, uh, assuming we have an eight person jury and the final three. So, you know, I'd love to talk a little bit about this vote that we saw last night that ultimately uh, went against Josh. And I went back and I watched the episode again, and I think I really did get duped by the edit, you know, in terms of uh, like, and, you know, I, I, I feel terrible when I feel like I got it wrong on the know-it-alls right after the episode. But it's right after the episode, and I haven't really fully, like, formulated my thoughts yeah. and I really did feel like, Oh, like was Brandon left out of the vote because Brandon voted with Josh and cause it was a little confusing where Josh yeah. who got voted out, was part of, like, the vote split. There was a little bit, like, it, it was a, a vote split, but votes were going in three different directions. So it was a, li- it was a little comp- more complicated than the average vote split. And me, Survivor Podcaster, kind of got spun around. And I felt like that, oh, Brandon got let. Maybe did he get left out of the vote? Because uh, that he is one of the only people. Uh, he's voting with Kane And Josh, who are the people on the bottom for Jam Jam, and Mm. that's probably Brandon's going to be the next person to go in in the light of day, Karishma. Yeah. I feel like that this was much more likely that the Meat Brigade that we saw last week where the Danny and Brandon conversation of Mm -hmm. like, okay, let's marry our houses together of like uh, keep our big, strong guys together. It seems like that Soka and the people from Ratu got together to all vote out Josh and then throw a couple votes on Jam Jam uh, just in case Josh had an idol.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that's exactly what happened. I think um, they wanted to vote out Josh, but then every vote, every vote, you're always going to have a backup. Whether you think that person has an idol or you think somebody else has an idol, which is always the thought, right? Especially in this new era, since there's like millions of idols Mm -hmm. everywhere. Um, So you always have to have that backup vote. And then there's always the trick. Well, okay, what if the person, the backup vote person, what if, you know, that goes away? then that's when the third name comes in, right? That's somebody who might be scared, like, Mm, you know, what if they switch to my name? I want to put a third person to save, to save me. Um, that may be what was, I, and, and that's what I was thinking about. What happened with, um, Car, um, you know, Carolyn's vote.
0: Carolyn, so well, Carolyn had the one vote for Kane, for Kane. And that was on my list of things to ask you. What's up with that, Karishma? I... It,
1: it may be that she was protecting herself. She thought maybe there might be a stray vote on her. And if somebody plays an idol, it could, you know, force a tie or maybe fall on her. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was like, you know, a self-preservation move. It could be, it could be a hinky vote just to play some games.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Could be a hinky vote. Who knows? That's I mean, true. maybe next episode we'll have a Carolyn confessional being like, ah, look what I did, you know, which would be awesome. Cause I love mm-hmm. her. Um, And, you know, it could just be like just sheer confusion. Maybe she didn't get the memo memo right before they left for tribal, Mm -hmm. you know, and just complete innocent confusion.
0: So, Brandon, one of the people who ends up voting uh, for Jam Jam on that vote where most of the other votes are going towards uh, taking out Josh. Does it matter if you are the on the side that is voting for the person who is going home or if you are on the person the person who is part of the vote split. Like, it, it is, does that tell us anything about which person, especially not when it's like a, okay, uh, men vote for this person, women vote for this person. Is there anything that we can read into by Brandon being one of the people who either volunteered or got chosen to be one of the people to throw a vote on Jam Jam?
1: I think it matters. And I'm not sure this is exactly what you're asking. I hope I get to what you're asking, but I think it matters to the extent that Jam Jam finds out that it was Brandon. Right. Um, That would make a big difference because, you know, that would obviously skew or hurt his future relationship with, with Brandon, you know, Brandon, can't get away with putting his hands up and pleading, you know, ignorance at that point. Cause he got caught, he, you know, he, he wrote his name. Um, as far as, you know, who's willing, who's, who's going to write the majority name down, who's going to write the minority night name down. Um, We've seen in the past, some people have just said, I absolutely refuse to write that person's name. So I'll go with the other one. Mm-hmm. We've seen that in the past. And and that's told us as an audience where that person's loyalties lie or what kind of game they're trying to play. Maybe they're, you know, what's the jury mongering? No, not mongering. Uh, jury mongering? Playing- <laughs> jury mongering. I'm trying to think of the term. Where Pandering. you're Pandering. Pandering, yeah. oh, it's been a long day, Rob. It's mm-hmm. been a long day. Um, jury pandering, like that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like I don't want that person. I don't want to vote. Put that person's name down, even though I know they're going because I don't want them. I I want them to know that I didn't put their name down. You know, we've seen that. Um, I don't know. I think Jam Jam's gonna know. I think Jam Jam's gonna sniff out the three people that put his put his name down. I, I mean, because they were all red, right? All three votes. I believe so. so know, yeah. Yeah, he'll know one was Josh. And I think I think he's going to he's going to sniff out who the other two were.
0: Yeah. And that'll be interesting to see how he was reacts he? to all of that.
1: Krishma. But can he react? You know, he's not in a position to react. So, we'll you know, we'll just have to see.
0: Yeah. But I do think that Jam Jam, he's so expressive that I feel like that he's not the type of person who's really going to hold back uh, too much. Mm-hmm. And they, they came up at the Tribal Council. Are there any players in this season that you uh, feel like that you can relate to in terms of like uh, the games that they have been playing, Karishma?
1: Um, the games that they have been playing,
0: or the situations that they've been the in
1: situations. I mean, I can relate. I can relate to Carolyn, yeah, um, a lot, uh, especially to the extent of like feeling left out at times or are feeling um not understood like like m- being misunderstood. Yeah. When when the obviously she doesn't mean to be misunderstood, but it's just her nature and sometimes things come out in a way that other people like are not comfortable with or don't quite understand. And I feel like I kind of like I kind of get it, you know? Yeah. Um and I get it that sometimes it can really affect your confidence. So the next time you want to say something or the next time, like it, it's, it's that much harder. Cause you know that, Oh, you know, didn't fit it. I don't fit in and, you know, I didn't fit in before. And I don't yeah. know. I just applaud her. I applaud her for, I applaud her for continuing to be her because I've been in that situation. And in that situation, I let it beat me. I let it beat me up. And she it's so awesome to just watch her keep fighting and keep fighting through the social anxiety, which she talked about a lot this past episode, which I can relate to. Um, and just keep talking about, you know, they don't, they don't believe me. I feel left out, but I mean, God bless her. She, she's got her finger on the pulse and I really want to, I really want to see her, um, keep, keep on going on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the interesting things about Carolyn is that I think that she has something, and I feel like that I have this uh, as as well too. Is that I feel that we've seen Carolyn struggle in groups but do well in one-on-one scenarios mm-hmm. so when it's just mm-hmm. her and jam jam or just her and carson or just her mm-hmm. and josh like she she's done well in those scenarios but when it's like oh the group is together that's where i feel like the carolyn has uh not fit in that well
1: yeah exactly and i can relate to that as well i felt that I, I felt that too. I, I was much more comfortable in smaller groups than with the big group kind of felt quieted in the big group and, and in the smaller groups was able to kind of make those um, smaller conversations and smaller relationships. There's one other person this past episode. I felt um, that I could really relate to the situation that they were in. It was when um, Jam Jam talked about how, he, when um when everybody was together, he was really concerned that Josh's perception of him and, and voicing, voicing his perception of Jam Jam, the negative perception of Jam Jam over and over, he was really worried that that was going to leak on to other people. And even though it wasn't, it, it wouldn't end up being that other person's perception, it would just leak into them. And I kind of like that just resonated with me so much because I feel like that whole, That whole concept of mob mentality or like following the general consensus of what the feeling about a person is happened my season to me as well. So when he said that, I was like, yes, you're worried about the right thing, because that is exactly what happens on Survivor. As soon as somebody voices something negative about someone, this whole psychological thing happens and everybody starts seeing that person through the negative lens, and it's so hard. Jam Jam's right. It's so hard to get yourself away from that lens. And so he was absolutely right to be concerned about that. And I I mean, I really felt like uh, I like I, I stopped and thought about it when I heard him say that.
0: Did it help Jam Jam at all that Josh was so vocal about, uh, you know, that he couldn't trust Jam Jam?
1: Did it help him?
0: Well, in that uh, that Josh seemed to be a person who, in his own way, maybe Josh didn't even realize uh, was a bit of a persona non grata in his original tribe. And so in any way, did it sort of like boost Jam Jam to have Josh be such a public detractor of his?
1: Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, I think Josh, unfortunately, was just in a really bad position at Soka right before, right before um, he swapped over and Soka had five people at the time. Right. And so that's four people who had agreed to vote against him before he was swapped away. That's just a bad position. I mean, he just drew a really bad card. That's a bad position to be in when you, and then after that, what Jam Jam and Carolyn would have voted him out. So that now we have six people who had already made up their minds about voting him out. So now You know, him being vocal in any way is just putting more attention on him. So Mm -hmm. he was vocal about Jam Jam. I think it just put more attention on him.
0: You know, it's very interesting, the case of Josh, because, you know, Josh went and he went to go to Tika and he was there and then really had his time there and didn't end it great with Carolyn and Jam Jam and came back and was running into the arms of his old tribe and it does seem like to go back and look at it like this is very unusual that a tribe would reject one of its own numbers it, this was not a case of like oh can josh, is josh flipping like josh went to the other tribe and then like couldn't wait to get back to his original tribe and his original tribe couldn't wait to vote him out like that to me does seem kind of odd, don't you think? Can you
1: remind me, why was it that the original tribe was so gung-ho about voting him out to begin with? We was never really
0: got that. They said he was he shady. Caught,
1: did he get caught playing both sides? There were two sides, two and two. Did he get caught playing both sides? I don't sides? think
0: so. I mean, if if that did happen it didn't happen as part of the show i think they uh, um, just said okay well he's not really you know uh he seems like uh he's up to something that that was as close as we could get that they couldn't trust him as far as he could throw them but he was soka strong he was yeah. somebody who was like a, a completely loyal to soka i have to feel like that while sure all of the Soka members got through this vote together, this feels like a mistake for me to get rid of Josh if you're Soka when there were two other viable targets in the none of them know Jam Jam from anything. I guess Jam Jam a very likable person and they may have felt like more warm about Jam Jam than they did Josh. Uh, but there's also Kane who they had no no connections with
1: yeah I, perhaps they thought that that josh jam jam and carolyn had a stronger relationship than they were showing mm-hmm. perhaps they thought you know hey it would be really risky to keep him because then he can become a number for them um you know for whatever reason because he's shady he doesn't want to stay with us yeah. they i mean i kind of feel like they had made up their mind about him. Um, and it, it, it was probably personal just to the extent of his shadiness, not like anything more than that. But once you make up your mind on a person, those reasons why you thought of that person are always in the back of your head. And that's why I think Cain's in trouble.
0: Yeah. Okay. well, I want to circle back to Kane. I just want to add with this that I do feel like that a part of the story here, I think, has to do with that. We saw Matt talk a lot about, oh, that does does Josh have the idol? Does Josh have the idol from Soka? And that we saw, you know, uh, Josh or Matt talking about, okay, well, if he has the birdcage idol, because we saw Matt find the birdcage idol, (laughs) then once he and he's asking questions like, oh, do you think that he took the fake or he took the real and then put the fake back in with the real note? And so I think that ultimately this fake idol business that Danny set up, you know, I had said at the time. That, okay, it's fun TV to just plant the fake idol and see what happens, but you don't know what sort of like butterfly effect all of this is going to have. And I think you can make the case that, and again, we don't know the, the entire reason why Josh wasn't trusted by Soka, but I think that part of the reason why Matt wants to go vote out Josh here is because Danny found the real idol planted the fake idol somehow matt knows that the idol at Soka is fake thinks josh has the real idol at soca and now wants to uh, matt and franny want to vote out josh because they think that he's got the real idol that danny ultimately has because danny had to plant the fake idol for matt to find
1: what the heck yeah what are they doing so this is the problem This is the bottom line, the problem with this whole million idols and then fake idols is, and this is a problem with production and, and get, and because things can happen that you catch on camera, such as someone opening the birdcage and getting the idol, right? That can happen. You can catch that person on camera. You can get a confessional of that person reading the note so now you can show the audience this is a real idol. What you cannot always catch is people's awareness of whether, of what's going on and when they get that awareness. So like, what we saw Matt find an idol and think it's real. But, did we ever see, or are we ever gonna see Matt realizing it's a fake? No, That's not something tangible you can catch right. on camera. And so that kind of a thing is going to confuse the heck out of us because what you just said could have happened. That a light went off and Matt realized, okay, I have a fake and maybe Josh has the real one. But we never saw that as an audience. That leaves us kind of stuck not truly understanding what a player's intent is, and that's you know as a viewer that's not fun.
0: Karisma, mm-hmm. <laughs> when you found an idol in Island <laughs> of the Idols, did at any point did it occur to you that maybe you had found a fake hidden immunity idol?
1: Never, not once, mm-hmm. not even once not even it's so crazy thinking back that it it didn't even not even for a fraction of a second. Did it enter my mind? But no future
0: player can ever find a hidden immunity idol and at least wonder, hold on a second.
1: They messed up. Is it real? I think think production messed up. Is it a deep fake? But here's the thing. That's always going to be a thought because, you know, people have been planting, making fake idols, like sitting and hiding and making their fake idols all the time. But like, the ease at which like just being handed them, that's that's took away. I mean, I think we need a season with no idols. None. None.
0: Oh my god. I think
1: we need to clean the slate.
0: A palette we cleanser.
1: A palette cleanser, if you if you will. Um, I think we need a season with just no idols whatsoever. I mean, you can have advantages and and, and throw things for a loop, but cut this idol thing out. Clean the slate. It's too much.
0: Yeah, yeah, I certainly think that we could cut it back a little bit. But I do think that the reason why we can cut it back is that I think that the players are so good and I think that the players like uh, come in and this isn't like way back when and people are like Mactors that are being like uh, pulled off the Santa Monica Pier and uh, don't even know that you spell Survivor with a capital S and this (laughs) is uh, people that like we've got people 3D printing the puzzles now. Okay. They're not going to be able to be thinking about how do I I destabilize the alliance if I don't have an idol?
1: Exactly. I mean, the whole novelty of fake idols began because they were created by these amazing players. These players were coming up with these genius creative mm-hmm. ways on their own to manipulate and trick their opponents in the game and that's why I think that we as an audience latched on the concept of fake idols to begin with what happened this season with them being provided is it took away the whole backbone of this being a player driven construct and I think that took away a little bit of the novelty
0: Hey, it's Rob. If you missed our 17th place roundtable, we had a good one. Chappelle and I got together with Brandon Donlin, Zach Wartenberger and Maddie for a very fun podcast talking about week two of Survivor. On Friday night, Taryn had the first BB Can roundtable. Whether you're keeping up with every episode or just want to know what's going on, Taren, Melissa and Chappelle have everything from week one of BB Can and the Amazing Race is back this week. I'll be kicking off the season with Mike and Jess on Thursday. So be on the lookout for that here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Krishma, you brought up that you thought that Kane was in a bad spot moving forward. Do you think that Kane is going to be the next player voted out of the game?
1: Um, I don't, I really hope not, but it just goes back to that concept in Survivor where once a name has been thrown out and people have put in that thought of whether they want to vote you out or not, or put in that thought, or maybe, you know, that, those thoughts are always going to keep swirling. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I don't think he dug himself into any kind of a hole or anything like that. I think it's just because his name got thrown out and got talked about and people actually decided they were going to vote for him until they changed their mind. Um, Who, I mean, I know it seems like him and Carson, but because Carson, you know, told him. But besides that, who else is he really close with?
0: I don't think he has much else going on. He had Matthew was one of the people that he was close with, but it doesn't Mm -hmm. seem like that. He is in too great with Brandon and Lauren. And then Jamie was the only other person that uh, was around. We saw him talking to Jam Jam in this episode. Jam Jam said, I like Kane. But other than that, we haven't seen him really bonding with too many people.
1: I mean, is there such a thing as four stooges?
0: Four stooges. Well, yeah, there is Shemp. Shemp was the fourth uh, stooge.
1: I mean, if Kane could be the Shemp, mm-hmm. you never know.
0: Yeah. Um, let's talk about those three stooges uh in Carson and Carolyn and Jam Jam, who seem like that they are. In just look, as far as like uh, they've gotten a ton of screen time, so we're feeling good about them. But (laughs) um, in terms of like where they are positioned in the game, it does seem to me as though the Soka group and the Ratu group came together. And I do wonder if that they're going to focus their attention on the, you know, uh, Carolyn and Jam Jam specifically next.
1: I don't think so. I think they're gonna forget about him.
0: Yeah, well,
1: I they, think.
0: They, what do they? Do they go after each other?
1: Boom! It's gonna be a Ratu versus Soka, and I think Tika is just gonna, just gonna, gonna sit back and just watch it all unfold. Hmm. I think we got Ratu versus Soka coming up.
0: Yeah. Well, I do think that we saw in this episode where. Um, Carson uh, has a scene in the beginning of the episode, uh, Karishma, and Carson is telling us a little bit about what he wants to do. And actually uh when he's talking about how he has an idea of that he wants to see a a lot of the big targets uh go after each other and then he has a plan and and i thought of you when he said this
1: i am so excited just the idea that the game is changing up and i'm
0: not just kind of in this calm peacefulness anymore kind of excites me and i'm like chaos is about to ensue and i can kind of capitalize on it Yes, he wants to pick up all the players that are at the bottom, Karishma, and chaos can ensue. Chaos is a ladder, you once said.
1: Is, is he going to be climbing that ladder? I noticed, um, oh my gosh, the camera got this awesome shot of of the like flames. the flames yes. on his... When he said that the flames on his glasses, what an amazing it shot. It was a
0: great shot. I'm so happy Ooh. they put it in the episode. What do you think so that foreshadows? Uh, is that is that a evil Carson coming our way? Is that a Carson going to the final four and losing fire making, Ooh. making the fire? What do you think?
1: I think Carson's been evil since day one. Oh. And this is not a personal thing in the game. I think Carson's a villain.
0: Carson is the villain of the season, Mm -hmm. you think?
1: I think he's going to turn. I think he's going to be a villain. And I think that would be so delicious.
0: A heel turn. So
1: amazing. If Carson goes full villain Mm -hmm. and like just full Mr. Burns and just full on like burns the place down. I think I would love (laughs) it. Mr.
0: Burns. Oh, my God. Little
1: little Carson, you know, little like, oh, my God, did I open my big mouth, Carson? I would love that.
0: Yes. I would love that to just, did like, seem a little bit uh, like give him an uh, Academy Award for that moment where he's like, oh, should I, should I have not done that? Was that bad? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. You know what I've noticed about Carson is what? he's just he's so fantastic. His body language is so disarming in every way. It's so just like the way he moves. It's very, very disarming. It's very unthreatening. It's very vulnerable, but also it, it, there's nothing about it that like is, is offset. It's, it's, it's there. Like even I was watching, even when he was doing the puzzle, yeah. for example, and I know what it's like being in the spotlight, trying to do a puzzle, people screaming. Okay. It's, it, it's, it's a lot, it's frenzied. And he just had this like disarming, like super lackadaisical, almost body language to him and then I saw what his body language was like when Brandon confronted him about telling Kane and it was like the same like his shoulders kind of narrowed in yeah and he became this little and like you kind of just want to like just just hold them and pick them up and you don't realize right you don't realize this is a this is probably the biggest threat in the game if not the biggest threat in the game, because look what he just did with that puzzle and hello, you all know survivor. You're going to, this, this is the, the puzzle is what matters. Yes. Right. Yes. And then he, hello. He just told the guy that you wanted to vote out that he was, he that his name was going around yeah. and he kind of just, he got away with it and people aren't putting two and two together. And I think that's, that's credit to Carson's demeanor and uh, my, what I think is, is he's going to go full villain.
0: That'll be very fun to watch. Yeah, I've been very impressed with Carson over the last couple yeah. of weeks that, you know, coming in, you know, and, you know, we've seen so many of these seasons. And, you know, I see uh, a very a young person coming to the show, a lot of big ideas. I'm a little bit more like, OK, I'll believe it when I see it. But he has, I think, been very polished uh, so far. Through six episodes of Survivor, and I think that he has done a really good job of that. I th- and I think he has played this the the way that you should play this as a, as a young person, and specifically a, a young man in that you really do want to be like deferential to the older players so they do not look at you as like some young uh young buck trying to like assert themselves like sammy last season who is just a ball of electricity and super Mm -hmm. fun to be around I do think that while he was very likable and charismatic, I do feel like people are like, oh, I don't know if I can trust him. He's got a lot. He's got a lot going on yeah. uh, where Carson is just so polite and so, uh, you know, soft spoken. And uh, he does not present as threatening in any way.
1: No, and he knows what he's doing. That's a thing. He's calculating. And I like that. And it's fun to watch. I think he's just excellent. Excellent casting.
0: Okay, Krishma, But I want to talk to you about the puzzles. Okay, whereas we're talking uh, about Carson. All right. Yeah. And so we saw and we got to see in the episode where, okay, here is Carson. He, uh, like, as soon as I saw, like, okay, all right, here comes Carson. Let him do the thing. And <laughs> then, is- like, Matt was just, like, handing him the pieces. Like, here, you yeah. do this. <laughs> Go for it. This is ridiculous. Yes.
1: I mean... Uh, they knew that he knew the puzzle. Yes. They knew that he knew the puzzle well because his audition video probably had him doing it in 30 seconds.
0: Probably. Can I ask you, the the video that we saw then in the episode, you know, uh, I did see some folks saying on social media, hey, it's not fair. They had a video of him doing the puzzle and then they put it into the season. Do you think that was that was... Vi- that was from his audition video or or a video that they had from before or do you think that at, w- after the season was over they said hey can you send us in a video of you doing the 3d puzzle
1: oh it could be either yeah i'm not sure i, I hope it's it's, i hope it's i think it's the second yeah i hope it's the latter because the the f- if it's the former that would be really egregious that would be really mm-hmm. really serious production manipulation yeah. of the game And that would be. And here's the thing. Another thing that a lot of people may not know um, behind the scenes tidbit, by the way, at every challenge, there is a representative from CBS there to ensure fairness, Mm -hmm. because I think there's some law or something um, in the contract where when, you know, you're playing for money, a cash award or something, fairness is a quality that you need a neutral person or that CBS it's under CBS's authority to ensure fairness. And I think something like that would really muddy the waters. And I don't
0: think it would pass the task. The, uh, well, I will say, uh, and again, and this is all of the things that we're going to say here about this are, are not like pro or anti Carson. Like uh, I feel like to, oh, yeah. to Carson, like don't to, or about Carson, don't hate the player, hate the game. And yeah. that if they're yeah. going to keep reusing the same puzzles, then for Carson, you know, more power to him. anybody could be like, well, no, not everybody has access to a 3D printer. You know, these puzzles are on Etsy yeah, or you know, $25. I have,
1: I have that tree puzzle. I just, I've never done it, but I have mm-hmm. it. Somebody sent it to me as a gift. Yeah. Um, I have like five or six of them, but it, it's Mind-boggling yeah. that they don't have new puzzles.
0: It 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 is, uh, and they love. They seem to embrace this. It's like, hey, like it goes to show you that this is what you need to do. You pay attention to what we're doing out here, and it'll, it'll help you. But to me, it does seem a little wacky that this is what they want. Where if it's like, I, if I was a teacher and I gave the same test every year. And kids came in like and memorized the answers to my test. I don't think I would be able to go to the other teachers in the faculty, like, look how much my kids care about passing my class. They memorize that my kids actually memorize the answers to my test because they care so much about. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that incredible?
1: Oh my God. I mean, look, Survivor is also a business. Yeah. And the decisions that the business makes are always going to be self-serving. So let's look at this decision that the business made to use that puzzle. Yes, right. How is it self-serving? Well, it may incentivize people to go back and watch. Get Paramount Plus. Get Paramount Plus. Right. This may be a Paramount Plus influence (laughs) decision to put that puzzle in there. Right. Be Um, sure to subscribe
0: to Paramount Plus so you can memorize all the puzzles. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Exactly. It may be just, you know, a way to get younger viewers to go back and watch the older seasons to get them addicted to the show to keep watching. Okay. You know, there's, there's psychological factors here at play that putting older puzzles, showing people, Hey, go study the older puzzles. How do you find the older puzzles? You have to watch the episodes. Yeah. Go to the things. So that might be what's going on.
0: Can I tell you my theory? I think it, I really think it's just uh, a little bit of like Occam's razor in that these puzzles, especially in the pandemic era where, OK, maybe they do not have as much time to be building new puzzles that I think that instead of people like dragging the show of like, oh, that's the same old puzzle. I think that they are trying to go out and say, Hey, we know it's the same puzzle. We did it on purpose. You're supposed to study it. That this is that this isn't a mistake. This is on purpose. It's That's not no a bug. Fun. It's a feature. We're reusing the puzzles because we want you to memorize them.
1: That's no fun. And are you trying to tell me that you believe for even a second John Kerhofer is not capable of coming up with a new puzzle? That, hmm. that he's the the challenge guy, the puzzle guy. All, ultimate genius can can put together a puzzle in probably an hour they can do it I think it's 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 a decision yeah and it I personally don't like seeing it I want to see new stuff
0: well I will say that different types of uh, different types uh, (laughs) of puzzles too not just yeah. Yeah. I, so I feel like it's it's it certainly comes off as impressive to people who uh, are watch casual viewers who watch the show, and I know a lot of in, in following the discourse about this, a lot of people are annoyed and upset about this. And the question that I was asking myself was, should we be? Because if you are a super fan, and we can talk about the uh, the issues that have presented themselves with doing the three tribes and all of these things that are stacked against the people who are not the traditional challenge performers. Like, yeah. isn't this one area that kind of skews in the favor of the people who are not the typical, uh, you know, big, strong athletes who are probably not as likely to be studying the puzzles on TV ahead of time? Like, shouldn't this be like kind of an advantage for the people who are the same people who are complaining that they shouldn't be doing this on the show?
1: Well, the whole point of having the puzzle aspect to the challenges, in addition to the physical aspect, is to give those less physically strong people, people who are better at puzzles, a chance to contribute and also succeed. Mm -hmm. But this is a third element here. This is like, so it's not, okay, physical strength, um, puzzle solving ability, and then third, memorizing old puzzles. Mm -hmm. And I don't like that. Yeah, I think we, these challenges need to be testing the people as they are. I, and I, I agree. In a
0: perfect ways. way, I, I agree. I, I'm just yeah. saying that I, the people who are the most upset about this are also the people that would benefit the most if they were on the show yeah. because they could, like, if Claire was able to tell the tribe, like, "Hey, you're thinking of voting me? I've memorized every single puzzle, everybody. Like, put me in."
1: Yeah, like, I don't oh, that know. might be okay.
0: That's food for thought. Okay, she's memorized it's every puzzle. Just,
1: I mean. I I had a binder of pictures of yeah. of puzzles old puzzles but like not a lot probably about 15 15 puzzles I picked and I took um really close up pictures and I put them in a binder and I sent them
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm so paused. interested. I, I, I really, pause,
0: I took pictures. And I printed the picture. <laughs> I'm so interested to know like how the different players have prepared over these last couple of years. Now, how did you think to do that? Karishma? Did you, were, were, did you see somebody else do that? Or was this sort of like an idea that you arrived on independently? I
1: started seeing puzzles show up over and over again. Yeah. I started seeing them reuse puzzles and that's the only reason is they're they're reusing puzzles so let me at the very least study some common puzzles mm-hmm. so even if it's not the exact same one i can understand maybe if there is a trend or a, a way that you know the design team designs them maybe i can pick that up it didn't do me very much good right. and i did not buy any and not even close memorize any of them. I had this binder with like 15 pictures in it and I looked at it a lot, but I don't think even if I was given the same puzzle, I would have gotten to the point where I would have been able to do what Carson did. Mm -hmm. I was not, I didn't get anywhere near there. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I want to share something that I got in my DMs today um, because there's been a lot of like talk online also about how, okay, well, Carson has a 3D printer. And so this really, you know, favors uh, people with privilege that they are able to like they have an unfair advantage in the show. And I got an email or a DM from uh, a woman who wrote to me to say. Rob, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of talk about the 3D puzzle printing in the discourse this week. I just want to put in a plug for the public library. Most local public libraries have 3D printers that customers can use at a very low cost, usually just to cover the materials if the topic comes up. I'm hoping you can mention that fact to your listeners and Survivor Hopefuls as an option. As a public librarian, I can't miss an opportunity to promote the library. Thanks. Love all you and your team do. So... Uh, if you are a survivor hopeful and you are concerned about potentially, hey, how am I going to compete with the 3D printing people of the world? Now, I don't know what you take to your public library to do this. You're going to have to go <laughs> Google I don't that. even
1: know if I know what 3D printers do for certain or how they do
0: it. Can it's you bring so- your binder to the library well, and they make the puzzles from that? I
1: put an episode on tv yeah i hit pause mm-hmm. i took a picture of the screen with my cell phone and then i printed that picture and was any part of that school, useful man. yeah
0: was any part no. of that helpful no
1: no no because <laughs> no. your brain uh, my brain not everyone's brain my brain went haywire in starvation yeah so even if I had memorized it, that nugget would have been
0: lost. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I, the thing is that, you know, I don't want to single out Carson because I suspect there were probably other people in the cast also. Oh, and, yeah. You know, James Everybody from was... Survivor 43 was really, like there was five people on my cast that could have done that. And so it, it's just like it's not only Carson. And we saw Matthew earlier this season talk about the the challenges. And I just I don't know what has to happen where if every single person on the show has like the puzzles memorized before they have to say, like, OK, well, let's try to mix things up.
1: Well, it's twenty four ninety
0: five on Etsy. Yeah, yeah, that that one. They uh, all are. Yeah, I, so, I, I'm going to get them. I mean, this is a great advertisement for the Survivor Etsy stores.
1: Absolutely, and then you can just do tangrams to learn. You know, a lot of the other ones. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. I just I like I like seeing new stuff. Sure. I like seeing people challenged in new. We ways. We want the new
0: hotness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: okay. I want to see people. I want to see people's because I, I always 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 stand by that strength has different definitions in survivor it's not just physical strength so there's so many different ways somebody can be strong I want to see those get challenged I want to see those I want more like freaking history lessons or like trivia or like something uh, new ways you want like multiple choice
0: ball. questions about like the history of Fiji.
1: I don't know. I thought that I liked that. I'm a nerd. I liked that crap. What, how, how many seasons did that? Like one or two? No,
0: they, they did it for a while. I think it was really until they stopped bouncing around.
1: I uh, most people wouldn't like it. So I see. I get why. It's yeah,
0: gone We out, had but. that was a, a challenge that we had uh, in the Amazon 20, Krishma, 20 years ago. Oh, this my spring,
1: God. Survivor
0: of the Amazon. We had a question ago. about like, what type of snake could you see?
1: Did I ever tell you that I started watching your season, Amazon, for the first time during COVID?
0: And you turned it off.
1: Yeah, I told you about that, right?
0: No, you didn't. I I, I guessed.
1: Oh, you did? You said, I like, the,
0: not for me and turned it off? No, 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 oh. no, not
1: for that reason. Oh. No, not for that. So there's, like, nine seasons of Survivor that I'd never seen. So um, I asked our friend, uh, Jordan Kalish, okay, it's COVID, I'm home. Which one should I, this is the nine I haven't seen yet. Which one should I start? And he's like, um, obviously Amazon, (laughs) like no, you know, no doubt. So I started watching it. Fantastic season. So fun. And even more fun watching you. Right. It was, it was a lot of fun, but, um, I got to the, um, loved one's visit.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: And it's so strange. It triggered some PTSD and I had to stop. Yeah. It's, I did not expect it to happen. I didn't. I had no idea what happened. I could not physically watch anymore, and I stopped. is something happened. I don't know. It just yes. triggered something. I haven't finished it yet. Yeah. I mean, I obviously, know how it ends, but I haven't. I, I haven't. Was it because um,
0: that you were away from, a, like, a separated from loved ones because of COVID?
1: No, I think it was from my experience on Survivor. Yeah. I think like because I haven't been able to watch my season again yet. Mm-hmm. I will be, but I'm just not quite ready for it yet. Um, and I think it it kind of like, it kind of hit home in a real sensitive way for me. Yeah. So Rob, I have to finish your season. Don't, well, Krishma, <laughs> okay. I don't want to spoil it for you, but I,
0: I won. yay okay now i have to watch it now i know yeah uh, you're 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 off the hook um all right so i want to talk by the way my gosh (laughs) i want to talk to you about uh speaking of the new hotness okay there's a new survivor showmance and i'm not talking i'm not talking about dean and chelsea okay (laughs) fake man (laughs) (laughs) well that was that was not that was just like rumored dean and chelsea
1: Yeah, yeah, it wasn't real.
0: Okay, all right. Let's talk about Matt and Franny. and
1: was mm, real.
0: Okay, that Josh, I spoke to Josh this morning. He called them Manny.
1: <laughs> Manny, yeah, I mean, that's the most, that's the easiest, or what, frat? Frat,
0: yeah, not as good.
1: Mm, no, or, or somebody said something, was. what's Matt's last name?
0: Blankenship. Frankenship.
1: Frankenship, Frankenship.
0: Frankenship. that's pretty good. I'm, I really like that. I'm
1: Frank. Frankenshipping I them. Shipping, fra- yeah Franken shipping them
0: mm-hmm. yeah like that one okay so krishma it's been a minute we have not really had uh any sort of romance on survivor in quite some time how are you feeling about Matt and Franny
1: well it there must be some major sparks because you smell real bad out there
0: yeah and they're you like breathing each other bad. in.
1: I know. I know. I mean, there must be real sparks. Sparks, but I I really like. I mean, it's fun to watch and it's fun to watch because they're so such, such likable people, right? Um, I don't think I've seen a confessional where Matt isn't like, it isn't like going through Matt's smile. Um, And I I think Franny also just has this really endearing quality about her. And then kind of like nerdy and goofy. And it's always nice to watch two people connect to each other and watch it happen. I feel like as an audience, we got to see snippets of these two, connect which is so cool and it's something that a lot of people in the world like are looking for and really want and you know i think just watching it is so much fun um but you're playing survivor
0: yeah
1: so that is always going to put a target on your back yeah um and that is going to be a big problem um it's going to be a big problem moving forward because i don't think it's a secret um, at all. Yeah. And it is a big no-no in Survivor to have an alliance like that tight,
0: yeah. really. So I think what's a little bit interesting about Frankenship here is, you know, traditionally we've seen where, you know, uh, these uh, showmances are happening. And I feel like that in terms of like the pecking order, like they tend to be like a little like higher up in the hierarchy whereas matt and franny i feel like are more players that are towards the bottom do you feel like that that makes them less threatening that okay they're together but they're not really big decision makers like they're sort of like not seen as people who are like in in survivor all-stars for Mm -hmm. instance but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, another one of my seasons uh, that we were and going to I talk have about.
1: That You're I have fine. not
0: seen. You're fine. You're fine. I won that one also, krishma um, Oh,
1: good. Yeah, you did my winner.
0: Yes. Yes. I, before, I did it before Sandra. Um, but so but Rob and Amber were at like at the top of things. So and, and it's mm-hmm. one of the things that like that they like uh, and maybe it's like a chicken or the egg situation of that they were like such an unbreakable duo. And they were sort of like at the top of things. And it made them even more dangerous because you had two people like at the at the top. But Matt and Franny are kind of like uh, like not super. I I don't think either of them are seen as like super threatening.
1: No, but here's the thing. If you don't think that Matt and Franny are decision makers or driving forces at all, I want to ask you, who do you think is?
0: In that group. Well, I feel like that Danny has been very uh, outspoken as sort of like the person who is the leader, although I do feel like that that Matt and Franny uh, were driving that it should be Josh, the person who gets voted out more than Danny was. Anyone
1: else in this merge group you think is a driving force?
0: Um, I, I really don't know. I think that Carolyn would like to be a driving force, but nobody is listening to her. And, uh, we really didn't get to see too much of, uh, what was going on. We, we got to hear a little bit of what Brandon wanted to do, but we, uh, saw that Heidi and Lauren were working together, but we didn't really get to hear what their agenda was. Uh, we just really saw, um, Matt and Franny pushing for Josh.
1: Yeah, I think it's still up in the air. So in response to what you were asking, I think where Matt and Franny sort of are in the hierarchy is still a gray area. I think that they think that they're running things. And I really hope and I love I love watching them. And I think they are humble players and they're good players. But if it gets to their head. Mm-hmm. Then that's going to be very, very dangerous because there's enough people around. There's enough people to bind together to go against them. You know, they're not going to be capable of mustering up a majority.
0: Krishma, let me bring in some questions from the listeners of the podcast. I'm actually, I actually have a voicemail for you from okay. a uh, the, one of your neighbors in Houston. Okay. Yay! Uh, the great. Rob H. has a question for you. Little Rob.
1: Little Rob. Hey, what's up, Rob? What's up, Karishma? Um, it's Rob. <laughs>
0: so, um, anyways, I am not... Do you, do you know Rob? Okay. Uh, well, if you ever run into him in Houston, he's a great guy, okay? All right, here's a question uh, from Rob.
1: I am notoriously terrible at reading the edits, but I feel like with
0: Carolyn, they're showing us that she has as good a read as anyone has ever had on any game of Survivor, as far as what's going on and who has what. But she's being
1: completely disregarded by everyone she comes in contact with for whatever reason. And I feel like they're setting up to show us that she should be the clear winner of the season, but for whatever reason, no one respects her. And whether she makes it to the end or not, just she's going to be robbed
0: of that win, So just let me know what y'all think. And, um, you know, thanks for everything y'all do. Okay. All right. Thanks, Rob. All right. So, Krishma, you know, I don't like to do too much about, like, edgic or the edit reading. But Carolyn has been just so, Mm -hmm. like, omnipresent. And, you know, I've seen some talk about her as being, like, main character energy, uh, certainly on the show and last night we were presented as everybody nobody's listening to carolyn that she knows what she's talking about and they're you know a bunch of uh you know idiots that they're not listening to carolyn that do you feel like that uh or i I, let me just leave it open-ended and ask you you know what's your reaction to what we've seen from carolyn's story so far
1: Well, I think I do agree that her edit has been really heavy handed. Um, I think that it has a lot to do with her being such a unique character and having such a unique voice. Um, And I know that Survivor really likes to cast people who bring new viewpoints, who bring who are good storytellers, but then can bring a new and different kind of energy to the table. I think Carolyn gave them that in casting. I think that's one of the main reasons why she has such a heavy edit as opposed to, Oh, she's the winner or she's definitely making it far. That doesn't mean to say, I don't think that she's going to be the winner or I don't think she's making it far. I think she certainly has a strong chance. Um, She's definitely without a doubt has the ability to do so. She's got her finger on the pulse. She's got an idol in her pocket. She has a path, but I think her edit, the Mm -hmm. reason for it more so is because she is just such a fantastic character. And I think she gives the viewers of Survivor like this breath of fresh air Yeah, and allows us to kind of, it's like, we hate seeing our demons right in front of us, but one of our demons as humans is, you know, we shy away from what's different. And it just happens subconsciously is we as a society, we fail to accept different so much and that needs to stop. And we need to embrace these qualities about people around us that make us unique and make us different and make us flawed. And maybe sometimes make us say things like, I like sweating, (laughs) like, That's something that should be embraced as opposed to historically when it would be a reason for someone to roll their eyes at you. Mm -hmm. And I love that, not just like survivor, but I think I think community as a whole is moving towards that. So going back, that's why I think we were seeing so much of Carolyn. And I'm also cheering her cheering her on.
0: Yeah. I wanted to uh, bounce this off you, that do you feel like that, and again, it, I don't even want to say it's like uh, comparable in terms of how much we've gotten, but I feel like that maybe the most similar character to Carolyn, do you see Elaine from your season as being uh, like having like a similar type of um, response from the show?
1: yeah from response from the show for sure i mean i know that they they saw a quality of elaine that an audience would latch on to yes um same way they they saw a quality in carolyn an audience would latch on to now were they are they the same qualities i don't think so I no there
0: there there's certainly differences and there and there were episodes where elaine is not omnipresent or any, no. any, anything like that um, but I do feel like that, like where you know, and then Elaine like gets like a big like send off. Uh, ultimately, when she gets voted out, and it's just like we can't beat you, you know. Uh, That's why you have to go. And she gets like the big like sweeping like music and and uh, like in, in her goodbye. I will say, make I will stake my everything on on this prediction. Carolyn will not get to the final three and lose. Okay, the people you you thought it was bad when Cassidy didn't win. You've seen nothing. Okay, people will will like flip cars over in the CBS parking lot if Carolyn gets to the final three and doesn't win.
1: Yeah, it's going to be really rough. And she's and, and I think. It's just going to come down to how much the jury can embrace and accept that they were outplayed out all of the outs. Yes. Um, It's been a long day. All of the outs by Carolyn. And I hope that they display an example of a group of people who accept that. Mm-hmm. Because what a great thing to see on TV. What a great example of understanding someone who is different than you and not only understanding them, but rewarding them for beating you. Yeah. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Well but we'll see. We'll see. You know, I again, I I I have this like I I have this inkling that the the you know, the cast, I, I don't know, maybe I'm a skeptic. I'm a skeptic of, of the cast's ability to do that. Okay. <laughs> I'll
0: just keep it at that. Yeah. All right. Um, but not that she needs it, but Krishma, you could be Carolyn's PR person. I mean, that was like, a, that was a <laughs> rousing speech. You should give her an, again, I don't want to say that she needs it, but you, you could give her final tribal council speech.
1: I just, I really, really embrace people who, um, I don't want to use the word bully because she's, I don't think she's bullied, but at all, but, but I want, I I really, I, I respect people who maintain their confidence in situations where it can be really hard to do so. And so, you know, that's, that's something I think that, that deserves respect. She
0: had the great confessional in last week's episode where she talked about like how she's gonna make like uh, she's like, and I am gonna make the merge, and then like a long like,
1: yes, yes!
0: <laughs> like, yeah.
1: I mean, it's so hard. It's so hard. I can sit here and tell you that I am a, I am superwoman. I'm confident. No matter what, I'm always gonna get up, brush myself off. But when you're out there and you're just constantly, constantly beat up. Mm-hmm. God, it's like impossible to dust yourself off and get back up. Yeah. It's so hard. And so when you watch somebody else do it, it's like it's that much more impressive.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is, uh, I do believe, like the moral of the show. And so that, you know, mm-hmm. that uh, Carolyn is just such a perfect like character to have in Survivor yeah. in this like uh, she would be great in any era but especially in that she comes in and she's the person that doesn't even know how to give a confessional on the first episode and ultimately so is like you know is it like has all this like uh you know game knowledge and people are discounting her and she's uh, yeah. you know has belief in herself so uh you know she's just been uh an, an amazing story 100 approval rating for Carolyn.
1: Yeah, I think they're going to I think they're going to move to some new stories, though, moving forward. And I'm kind of excited to see more of some of the other cast as well and get to know people like Lauren, for example, people like Heidi. Oh, my yes. goodness. we don't even know. I want I want to know Heidi more. So I'm excited to get to I mean, I love Carolyn, but I'm excited to get to know some of the other people. too. Yeah.
0: Also, let me just also give put the Internet on notice. OK, like, uh, hey, future Twitter. Future Reddit. I'm talking to you. Get out of here five weeks from now. And you're like, oh, look, I'm, you know, Carolyn's kind of overrated. I'm kind of sick of Carolyn. Knock it off. Yeah. Knock it
1: appreciate off. Appreciate
0: a good thing. All right?
1: Appreciate good TV. Appreciate good people. Appreciate it. But, you know, it, you can't control mm-hmm. social media. It, it, social media is going to have- I'm just
0: putting them on notice. <laughs> good. You're on notice. Okay.
1: As an attorney, I always appreciate the Mm -hmm.
0: notice. Yeah, don't milkshake duck (laughs) Carolyn, okay? All right. Let me ask you a question. Uh, You know it's coming. All right. Tommy Guam has a question for you. Is Karishma jealous about all the medical attention this cast is receiving? (laughs) Karishma, the doctors have been very quick to come out and provide the medical attention to these players this season.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's such a shame. I cried. I cried. I cried like a baby Mm -hmm. when in that first episode, when I saw what happened to Bruce, because I could feel it. And it was just, oh, it just destroyed me. And then I cried again um, with Matthews. Cause it's just like, you know, you can understand that was a big fear. My injury. So this is what I'll say about that. My injury paled in comparison, not even like Impaled. a tiny sliver. Impaled. It was very small. I don't even see. I there's there's a scar right there between the two fingers, oh, and yeah. I still can't. I can't feel this finger anymore. This finger is completely completely numb. Oh my god. Um, but it, nothing compared to, to 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 what Matthew went through. But when he was talking about the amount of pain and discomfort that he was in, like I could understand to a. I, I, could not fathom the extent of it, mm-hmm. but you're already so uncomfortable on Survivor, and to have an element like physical pain to that extent added, it just it destroys your experience. Yeah, and so I felt I felt for them. Um, no medical attention, even my season was fantastic. They were so quick; he glued it back together and said, "Don't get it wet." Like, ah, oh, we got a challenge; we're going in water tomorrow. I said what I said. Don't mm-hmm. get it wet. And so, you know, it is what it is. You got to make it work.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Did you have the option to potentially sit out of a water challenge? No. Because no, you were down in the numbers.
1: No, we, we um yeah, we never had an option to sit out. The first one, I like rolled the balls. And the second one, I did the fish puzzle. And then after that. I was back in the water.
0: Yeah. Did you have any thoughts about, you know, cause I, I was going back and I was watching, uh, you know, I try to do some research before I do these interviews and, you know, I, I did uh, see how, you know, there was some talk in the pre-merge of season 39 of like, Oh, you know, Karishma. You know, she is not the best challenge performer, uh, and there was some talk about trying to target you because of that. Did you have any thoughts on how things have gone for the women in terms of uh, voting out uh, women who were potentially looked at as poor challenge performers this season?
1: I mean, again, I think it's so ridiculous. It's it's multifaceted, right? It goes to the whole thing where like how is strength defined, first of all, yeah. right? That That first and foremost, like what a man with muscles is more stronger than a woman who could potentially be the closer in the puzzle or be small and nimble enough to get down through the sand faster than you could ever, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What does strong even mean? But then rewind, get a look at the big picture. Why are, why would they be orchestrating challenges that only favor one particular kind of strength, right? And that's something that you can take a few steps back as production and fix moving forward, maybe remove the elements of the challenge or having so many elements of a challenge require brute strength that a woman just physically won't have. If you replace those and make it equal, um, to things that, that a woman would be better for versus a man, what a man might be better for, then it could be an equalizer. It's just all these challenges have a lot of elements that, that require that, that like a group of women is, are not going to be able to get that big ass Indiana Jones ball mm-hmm. over the hurdle. They're just nuts. <laughs> okay.
0: Oh my god! What was that? Was thunder?
1: That was lightning and thunder. That in my was back the building.
0: production gods and like uh, leave our. She better not talk bad hey, about our around. Indiana yeah, Jones I mean, Boulder.
1: I'm sorry, my dog jumped to my, yeah. my little hold on, are Fiji. There she is. Yes, that's that's Fiji, everybody. She's she Fiji jumps the so awesome. mini doodle. BG, the mini doodle, yeah, it's my little baby. But um, yeah, I mean I, that that that's where I, I mean. I think that they yeah. need to go back. Well, I have mean? bad
0: news for you. I don't think it's going to happen. I, I think that happen. you know uh, when it I when, when I listen to Jeff talk about uh, the challenge department and the art department on the uh, podcast, I think that they're 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 I think they're going they're getting they're going bigger before they go backwards.
1: Yeah. And unfortunately, what's going to happen is any woman who doesn't, you know, who isn't built like a man is going to be targeted as being, you know, Mm -hmm. a challenge liability, which is not. Well,
0: maybe they could uh, hopefully mix things up with bigger tribes and then uh, at least have. Yes. Yes. I think that that would be the easiest thing that they could do, because I don't think they're going to be changing up how the challenges are done uh, anytime soon. All right. This is a question. for Big Brother Spoilers wants to know. Who does Karishma think is the biggest Applebee's fan on uh, this season? I love Applebee's. All right, we have we have to talk about it. No Applebee's at the at the Merge Feast.
1: It's a shame. They're missing out.
0: They're missing out. I don't out. know if
1: Applebee's didn't bid enough in the marketing wars mm-hmm. or, or what. We didn't have a Merge Feast sponsor. What, Charcuterie was a Merge yes. Feast sponsor? Um, who could be the biggest Applebee's fan in this group? I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Does Puerto Rico have Applebee's? Because me and Jam Jam. Do. Yeah. Me and Jam Jam could do some do some damage with them some double crunch wings if they have Applebee's out there. I don't know. I mean, I just, you know, those sponsors are always fun. It's always it's always fun to see people getting drunk off of shark bowls
0: mm-hmm. on do Survivor. You, do you still visit the Applebee's, Krishma?
1: No, nah, I haven't been I haven't been back in like 3 years.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's one that's near me and I keep uh, I feel I want to take uh, the the kids.
1: You know, after my season, they sent me like a $250 gift card.
0: Okay. And did <laughs> yeah, you use it? Yeah.
1: I haven't used it yet. I may I, I it's been it's at home. So I, I went like what twice I think. I didn't I didn't take it with me, but um I still have to use it.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Um all right. So, Krishma, let me then give you, I know, I know, so, like we were t- chatting before the show. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you said that, you know, that all this AI business, little, uh, you're not the biggest fan. Okay. But maybe I can turn you around because I have asked the wizards known as ChatGPT, if they could help us create some survivor-inspired entrees that we could get at Apple,
1: oh my God! Of course you did. This. Okay,
0: all right. Tell me this if any of these so would funny. any of these sound appetizing to you? Okay, all right. Okay, here we go. Uh, why don't we start things off? Okay, with some tribal council tacos. Featuring three soft tacos filled with your choice of grilled chicken, steak, or shrimp, topped with tropical pineapple mango salsa, shredded cabbage, and a spicy chipotle mayo, served with a side of black beans and rice, this dish brings the heat and excitement of tribal council to the table. Thumbs down. Oh, you're out. Okay. Thumbs
1: down. And you want to know why? Why? You don't. You don't want, you don't want to tribal. Be a tribal. Okay.
0: All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Number two, uh, we have one. we have a castaway coconut curry, a hearty and flavorful Ooh. curry made with tender pieces of chicken or tofu, bell peppers, onions, and bamboo shoots, simmered in a rich coconut milk sauce infused with lemongrass, lime leaves, and galangal.
1: I have no idea what I don't that, know that is. That, that, is. Is. that, that might be it. made
0: up. That might be made up.
1: I'm a, I'm a thumbs up it. Because, <laughs> Served you know, over
0: a bed of steamed jasmine rice, this curry will make you feel like you're dining in a tropical paradise.
1: Well, the two foods that you have on Survivor, not in the new era, but old school, mm. our era, is coconut and rice.
0: So that's good. So,
1: that's a winner for me. Okay. This is a winner for all me. Right.
0: We've got Immunity Idol skewers, grilled skewers featuring a combination of marinated chicken, <laughs> steak, and shrimp accompanied by an assortment of colorful vegetables, all grilled to perfection, served with a tangy peanut dipping sauce and a side of island-style fried rice. These skewers are a delicious tribute to the coveted Immunity Idol.
1: So the idol—that's the sword—and yes. the idol—that's a—and sh- uh, that's, a, thats a shield. Yes. So we got the meat on the sword served on the shield. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna pass that one. Okay.
0: All right. There's also a outwit, outplay, outlast burger uh, mm-hmm. and a merge feast salad.
1: No one is eating salad that's at the merge, merge feast, feast yeah. y'all. That's not good. Hey, listen. Next time, a tip for future players: If you're at the Merge Feast and you look around and someone is eating salad, mm-hmm. vote them out first. Why? They cannot be trusted. They can't be trusted. You do not. You don't eat salad at a Merge Feast. They cannot be trusted. That is your threat. Get them out.
0: Could you? Could you eat salad after you've already like uh, you've already filled up on the other stuff? Uh, but it's like, I don't want to get sick. Let me just eat some of the salad. I want to keep not, eating. You're
1: not wasting the space in your stomach mm-hmm. for salad.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: That's, and if you are, you better be voted out first.
0: Okay. All right. So Karishma, I know you are also a, if not the biggest, uh, one of the biggest, uh, fans of friends.
1: Oh my gosh. Yes. huge fan of Friends. So could I be a bigger fan of Friends?
0: I don't know, but could you cast Friends with the cast of Survivor Forty Four?
1: Oh my gosh, what a what an amazing season or oh, what an amazing question! Okay, let me think, let me think, let me think. I'm I, give, I put
0: some thought into this today.
1: Uh, Lauren is Monica.
0: Lauren is Lauren's, Monica. Okay, she's
1: tidying. She's tidying. She's
0: sweeping the floor.
1: She's sweeping the floor. She's tidying up. So Lauren is Monica. Okay. Um, yeah. Carolyn's Phoebe.
0: Yes, that's the easy one. Carolyn's our Phoebe. I think there's two no-brainers.
1: Yeah. So let me think who else. Hold on. Hold on. Um. Yeah, I guess we could we could give um Ross and Rachel to Matt and Franny. Is that where you were going? Uh, no,
0: that's not the no-brainer, but that is I, I also have that. I also have Matt and Franny are uh are Ross and Rachel. He's
1: he's okay as Ross. He's but okay. I don't really yeah, see she's, her. yeah,
0: she's not really uh exactly a Rachel, but is the object of Ross's affection. He's a great Ross.
1: Yeah, he's a great Ross. He's a great Ross. Danny, maybe Joey. Danny
0: is Joey. Yeah. Danny, Carolyn as Phoebe and Danny as Joey are the are the no brainers. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I like that too. And I think and then Chandler is tough. Chandler, Jam Jam.
0: That's what I had also.
1: Right there, baby. Yeah. Right
0: there. Yes, uh, I feel like that. You know, they're both sarcastic. You know, their mouth gets them in yeah. trouble at times. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. And
1: Carson, uh, a potential Ross, the nerd thing. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. 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 Okay. I like
1: it. That was fun.
0: All right. Um, I have one more thing from Jamie a-
1: is Rachel. Sorry, Jamie could be Rachel.
0: Okay. Why? why?
1: Uh, Jamie's just like I, I. I love her energy, and I think she's so fun to watch but she's very self-absorbed at times in her confessionals. Mm-hmm. And I think Rachel's like quality, like main quality was being self-absorbed. Okay. And, but not like, I don't want to say it in a negative way. Cause it's so fun to watch with her do her little bippity boppity boop thing. Ring, but, ding, ding, yeah. but yeah. Okay. Never mind. I didn't mean to interrupt you.
0: Okay. Well, all right. So I had one other thing that I asked chat GPT to help me about. Oh, Cause no, I was okay. thinking about the friends and, okay. I really wanted to know from ChatGPT. I I I first I had asked it originally to can it write an episode of Friends with the Friends play Survivor. But then uh, I ultimately got to How does the theme song of Friends relate to the modern era of Survivor? That do, oh do you think that could that, that in any way does, does the theme song to Friends describe the modern era of Survivor. and You're i You're
1: so I, creative, Rob.
0: I, well, I would think about these things, and then I feel like that chat GPT is the oracle that can answer my questions. And so well, it's I, gonna, I, 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 it gave an interesting answer, I thought. Okay? Okay. All right. I, I don't know if it will be as impassioned as your, your stump speech for Carolyn, but <laughs> uh, this is what uh, chat GPT had to say. I'm excited. The theme song of Friends, I'll Be There For You by the Rembrandts, conveys a message of unity, support, and the importance of genuine connections, which resonates with the modern era of Survivor. As, as the lyrics state, I'll be there for you because you're there for me too. Emphasizing the significance of mutual support and loyalty, a key aspect in forming successful alliances in Survivor. The line, no one could ever know me. No one could ever see me. Seems you're the only one who knows what it's like to be me highlights the importance of trust and vulnerability, which plays a crucial role in the social strategy and relationship building in recent seasons of Survivor. Additionally, the lyric, when it hasn't been your day, your week, your month, or even your year, (laughs) reflects the challenges that contestants face during their time on Survivor. This line can be interpreted as a metaphor for the tribulations that the, the contestants endure, such as physical exhaustion, mental fatigue, and emotional turmoil. Furthermore, it's like you're always stuck in second gear. Mirrors the feeling of struggling to gain traction in the game, highlighting the importance of adaptability and resilience to thrive in an ever-changing landscape of Survivor. How about that?
1: It's it's too good. <laughs> uh, it, I am so scared of AI. I am so scared of AI. Like, AI is the biggest foe of humans in the
0: future. Oh, well, Christmas, Uh, you shouldn't say that. I
1: am like, I'm, I'm, it's,
0: it's, AI uh, that, uh, that she doesn't mean it.
1: She's kidding.
0: This is a parody. This is a parody.
1: You know, it's always listening. Sorry. But you know, that was that was just effing incredible <laughs> in every single way.
0: <laughs> it's very good. Makes yeah. up for the Merge Feast salad.
1: Oh, you know what else I want to add? I miss themes.
0: Like I'll With be there themes. for you? Yeah. No,
1: like seasons. Yes. Seasons having okay. themes. Okay,
0: well... Jeff Probst teased on his podcast uh, today that next Uh, week they're going to be talking about season themes uh, and how they come up with them. So do you have a pitch for a new Survivor season theme?
1: No, I don't have a theme. I was just thinking like if this season had a theme, it would be Fear the Idols.
0: Fear the Idols.
1: Like we were Island of the Idols. This season would be Fear the Idols because there's so many and there's fake ones and you should fear the idols. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I don't have a pitch. I just miss them. I think it was like a cool quirky thing. You know, it's like some people miss, um, survivor being in new locations every yep. season. You know, I miss the
0: themes. Yes. Uh, do you have a theme that you wish that they would bring back?
1: Um, wish that they would bring back. No, I mean, I kind of, I mean, I kind of like the age one, but I don't think that they do it again. Um, no, not, not, not anyone in particular. I just, you know, I, maybe we should ask chat GBT for some ideas.
0: Hmm. Yeah, mm. uh, we, we certainly can. Um, sure. Yeah. What, what wink, about,
1: wink, wink, Jeff? yes, wink, wink. yes.
0: I'm for luck. It can't be worse than heroes versus healers versus hustlers.
1: I know. I know they were, that was a stretch, but, but, you know, mm-hmm. do what you gotta do yeah or like Brawn putting pigeonholing people into beauty I thought it was so so confusing for me yeah
0: what about you know were you a lost person karishma? oh heck yeah yeah. Well, in, in Lost, there's a lot of talk about like, oh, man, man of faith, man of science, like, no science. you know, and, and we see so many times on Survivor, uh, you know, you get on on the one hand, you have people who are sort of like you're, you know, you're Christian Hubickies and you're very like, uh, you're Carsons and and you're very like analytical types. And there's been many, mm-hmm. you know, doctors and scientists and people who are very much like, uh, like you know, a- analytical people. Uh, and then also, you know, there's a, and then there's also on the other hand, there's so many people that we see on Survivor that are like a Jamie uh, about like, uh, oh, I manifest, uh, you know, I manifest this. And I also like, uh, you know, uh, like, a, you know, yoga and you know meditation yeah. and um, so, so much. And I do feel, you know, I guess there's some similarities to our friend Alex G, uh, his uh, season of Survivor, you know, uh, head versus heart. Uh, But I do feel like that there's a little (laughs) bit of like uh, that there's just seems like that there are those are two types of people that they could uh, probably create groups out of.
1: Oh, my gosh, though. It would just be like a war because they clash on such like on such a basic level Mm -hmm. of just do you use your head do you use your heart like do you analyze things or do you just see what the universe tells you that that would clash mm-hmm. that, that would cause that would cause a lot of a lot of clashing so mm-hmm. i mean it would be interesting to watch but i fear we would end up with like two sets of caricatures of people
0: yeah Yeah, the thing that, you know, we miss the themes because we don't get them, but then we forget how much that Jeff, uh, like, keeps bringing them up at tribal councils. Yeah. Yeah. For
1: sure. For sure. I mean, we'll see if he ever brings back themes. I mean, they have to do a shift at some point, right? I think that they have to, we've done four seasons of the new era, quote unquote. Mm. There's going to have to be a shift again at some point. So, I mean, we'll see what it is.
0: Do you need a minute?
1: No, no, no! I'm just getting my charger.
0: Oh, okay, just getting your charger. Okay, this is fun. We're yeah. on, the, we're on the move with Krishma. This, uh, yeah. this is, this is like uh, turned into the West Wing. We're walking and talking.
1: Yeah, and look, look at this little, little Fiji just yes. waiting for Mama.
0: Okay, well,
1: it, Hi, baby girl. No, I'm here.
0: I just needed my charger. Being very okay. good. Yeah, especially during that thunderstorm.
1: Yeah, it's it's bad, and it's going to be really bad all weekend here in Houston, unfortunately. So
0: okay. Um, Let me uh, give you a question about uh, how about for from uh, Pranay, who uh, had a nice message on on Twitter for you today Uh, in Josh's situation. How can you uh, mitigate a potential uh, game-saving lie, uh, bluffing a fake idol as a real idol post-swap that makes you a threat post-merge? Is there anything that Josh could have done differently in terms of his uh, stories about the idol?
1: I don't understand what Josh was doing. Do you?
0: So I asked him about it a little bit uh, today. And uh, the the issue was that he just like uh, had a lot of stories that were out there. Uh, He told Jamie the Mm. truth. uh, But I think that he felt like that the idol was uh, probably protecting him more so than it was making him a target. But I think him Mm. like uh, volunteering that information, I think, only helped increase his threat level.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if he realized or didn't realize, like, people are going to compare notes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean? Like, people are going to compare notes. One person is going to say, oh, he told me it was real. And, oh, he told me it was fake. And boom, that fact alone that you told two different people two different things could potentially put a target on you. So I don't know. I was a little bit confused. I I, I think this I think Josh, like, has convinced himself that he needed to fabricate a lot of stuff and so he went in attempts to do it yeah instead sure. of thinking you know maybe you know it, it would come back and bite him
0: yeah i but think he was telling too much. people he wasn't
1: a doctor thing you know
0: Yeah, I do feel like that Josh, you know, had to might have been overthinking things a little bit in terms of like uh, focusing so much uh, on like building the relationships. I also think that in talking with Josh today, he talked a lot about how his relationship with Jam Jam. Uh, I think he was very personally betrayed when oh. you know Jam and Jam Jam was like, hey, dude, get over it. Like uh, we I weren't on the same side. Thing, yeah. But I think that for uh for Josh, that they felt like okay, we have so much in common. Mm. How could you like how you know yeah. have li- have have lied to me? Cause I had I, I I had trust in you and you basically uh like uh, you know I thought we were gonna work together and yeah. you know you have be- you you betrie- you like w- like we could have been a force
1: yeah i can see that i can see that if he honestly went in that night like really fully trusting that jam jam was not going to be voting for him and they were going to be voting together like i i can understand that but along the same lines like he did play his idol mm-hmm. so he did have some doubt already You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, it's just it is what it is. You know, sometimes the relationships work out and sometimes they don't work out. And and it is what it is. And you have to just take that information and move on. Um, Unfortunately for Josh, just, you know, it wasn't his time anymore. But um, it was really, really, really entertaining to watch. Really entertaining
0: to watch. Okay. Um, One of our patrons, Bobby, had a question. Karishma, you played the fast-paced online game, Sequester, extremely well. In this (laughs) episode, we saw Jam Jam say, he made the biggest mistake of throwing out a name. Last season, we saw this to be a move that Gabler was applauded for at the merge. uh, With how quick the new era of Survivor is, how do you know when to say a name or focus on making sure it's just not you?
1: Wow, that's like a question for like an expert Survivor player, which I am not.
0: <laughs> Charisma, come on! I
1: mean, oh, I, but Look, you know, okay. Uh, I, I did, did you opinion- did
0: you or did you not play more days than the last three Survivor winners? <laughs> that is true.
1: Oh wait, did oh my god, yes, I did. And okay. don't get me don't get me started on that. So, um, my opinion is. Of course, I'm a lawyer. I'm going to say it depends, but I'm not against throwing out names. I think that it can if 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 you're reading the room right, then being the first one to say a name could really go well, because if you're reading the room right, then. People are just waiting to hear a name. And you, if you give them something to latch on to, that's what'll be latched onto and you're 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 clear and you're safe. Yeah. And so that I mean in sequester, that was the whole thing, right? Like be the first one to throw out a name and then everyone will latch onto it. Um, in survivor, I mean, it's clearly not as easy as that, but if you've read the room, right, it mm-hmm. could really, really go your
0: way. Well, And I think at these mergatory votes, I do think a big part of it is that if you are one of the people that is vulnerable, you are one of the six people who is up Anyone for, but me. well, I, I think that you should not be saying a name if you are one mm-hmm. of the six people, but I think okay. if you are one of the people who is safe. Throw out a name. Well, it was, throw out uh, a name? Th- yeah. Throw and, out a name.
1: Like, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and like, find out who from the vulnerable group, like, yeah. like get in with some of those other people so they'd be really, really mm-hmm. quick,
0: quick and, to join you. And especially throw out a name at that merge feast because it, just like we saw with Gabler last season, Gabler's like, well, you know, I, I'd like to vote out Ellie. And uh, everybody's like, OK, sounds good. All right. And then we went back and then, you know, Ellie like had nowhere to go. Everybody was like, OK, great. The, the Gabler ones, especially if it's somebody from your own tribe. And we saw, you know, Josh shouldn't. Oh, sorry. Matt and Franny being like, yeah, uh, jo- we're good with Josh. And that ultimately ended up being the name. Yeah. Uh, I think that Jam Jam, where he kind of got in trouble in this episode was he was saying to Danny. Like, hey, how about Josh? And Danny was like, uh, let's let's see. Let's wait and see what everybody comes back and says. It's like, uh, you know, hey, you're yeah. on, you're like, uh, you're you're on the you're in no position to be throwing out a name, sir.
1: Yeah, yeah. I saw that he wasn't that um receptive to Jam Jams throwing out Josh's name. But with the same token, I still don't think it was as bad of a move as he thought it was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, It was a good very, read.
0: It was a good read that he's like, OK, mm-hmm. I these guys did not like They're my not, idea. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And at the very least, like when they did find out that the same person, it was still Josh's name coming out on the safe side. Yeah. You know, it, it may have created a bit more of a force towards Josh.
0: Mm-hmm. OK, so, um,
1: to, to save him.
0: OK, Caitlin has a question for you, Krishma. Who's yes. going to be the Romeo of season 44? Great pre-merge trajectory, dumpster fire, post-merge. you a little mean to Romeo, uh, Caitlin.
1: Great pre-merge, dumpster fire after the merge. Mm-hmm. Who is that going to be? And they said that about Romeo. Well, Romeo
0: mm-hmm. was looking pretty good in the pre-merge.
1: Yeah, and then suddenly went kind of downhill in his positioning. He said he perhaps. went from the
0: CEO to the janitor. Oh, no. That's what he said Um, in the show.
1: Who could that potentially happen to? Kane?
0: Was Kane the the CEO, though? I feel like he was never in a great position.
1: No, but he got himself back up after being singled out as the only one who voted for Brandon in that first Mm -hmm. tribal. It seemed as though he did the work that needed to be done to dig dig himself out of that. Um, Who else could go on a downslide? Jamie if she plays that idol wrong. <laughs>
0: Jamie like feels like she's the so, CEO like, but is she actually the CEO
1: Yeah, Jamie if she you know tries to play that idol and it stabs her in the back I that think that's going to a- happen Ooh, uh, that would break my heart, but I think that they're setting us up for it.
0: Yeah, the, she has like so much confidence. And uh, the, I think the only person that I could see this happening to is Danny, but I kind of feel like that he'll just get voted out of the game. Uh, I think that's going to be like, I, I don't think that Danny goes from somebody who was kind of running things to being a person who's at the bottom for a long time.
1: What if What if something happens with Matt's fake idol? What if we were wrong and he thinks it's real?
0: Yeah,
1: and he goes to like play it to save Franny or something mm-hmm. like that, and Franny gets voted out, like something like that happens.
0: Could be, uh, and then people just aren't worried about him.
1: Mm-hmm. And then he's in. Yeah, I mean, who knows?
0: Oh, he'll be heartbroken.
1: <laughs> yeah, Brandon, super super strong, is uh, historically his um, archetype is is a merge vote. Yeah. But I mean, you know, you never know. I haven't I haven't seen enough of him. I want to see more of him.
0: Yeah. Okay. And then Grace Leader, she wants to know. I know that Karishma is a Succession fan. Which player is most like her favorite Succession character? Do you see any parallels?
1: Okay, hold on.
0: These people are too nice. Is-
1: is Danny oh do you
0: see it? D- D- Danny is who?
1: No, hold on. I don't think so. Hold on. I don't think anyone is Shiv. No. Um.
0: These are nice people that they put on Survivor.
1: And these are not, these are not nice people.
0: There's no Roman here. There's no. There's no Kendall.
1: Danny could be Kendall. You think so? Kendall, when he's like super Kendalling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Danny's doing those like flips in the jungle. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I want to see. I want to see a female supermind super manipulator yes i want to see i want to see that i think franny has it in her yes we could see it um a shiv. is that in
0: succession you think that that's that's shiv
1: i think i think we could see some shiv in franny Mm -hmm. okay i think
0: matt tom oh no i don't want to do that to him but it kind of does yeah
1: Yeah, it kind of does I mean oh my god And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make Anyone cousin Greg Although I love Cousin Greg I think
0: Kane Is the cousin Greg uh,
1: Is Kane Cousin Greg mm-hmm. It's possible Oh my god It's possible Yeah I,
0: it, Are they it, the Disgusting brothers
1: Roman Nobody's Roman Nobody's Roman And Why can't I think It starts with a C Right The oldest brother Why can't I think Connor of his name? Connor starts with C. Connor Mm-hmm. Connor, who's just completely
0: uh, just uh, mm-hmm. nah, I don't think we have coming. a Connor. Yeah, it's not, not a them. great season. It was a great season for Friends, but not a great season for uh, a casting Succession. for a casting for Succession. Uh, but check out uh, all of Grace's uh, Succession podcasting on Posture Recaps. Krishma, is there anything else about Survivor 44 you want to make sure we cover tonight?
1: Um, no, I can't believe we're halfway done. Um, you know, it's just 13 days, 13 more. I remember day 26.
0: What was day 26? What was day 26 for you?
1: I think, I think it was. I think it was like raining really bad all day long mm-hmm. and I think it was just a dead we call I called it dead days where we just had nothing mm-hmm. and it was just days like meant to break you down. Yeah. Um yeah. but it, it's you know I'm still I wish that they would just put in the time and expense and effort to keep it more days.
0: Well, I do wonder where you know that if they don't have to do the quarantine Will they continue with the 26 days? But I kind of think that they've like have from a creative okay. standpoint. No, 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 we did this. Uh, we that this is this is the new era. This is the game, faster, quicker, mm-hmm. you know, more intense. 26 days. But if you don't have to quarantine for 14 days, then I
1: they got the time
0: back. You would think so, but um, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Um, do you have time for one Eagles question.
1: Oh yes, but I'm yes. Okay. Go birds. Uh, yes. It's still too soon.
0: Okay. Sorry. All right. Justin Feinberg wants to know what's Karishma's favorite fruit and vegetable. Do you agree with AJ Brown's takes? Did AJ Brown announce his favorite fruit and vegetable?
1: Did he tweet? I, I had probably haven't seen it cause I haven't even looked at, um, well,
0: Justin is a, uh, he's very in the weeds on the, uh, on the Eagles.
1: All right. All right. Let's see. Okay. He I don't see any tweeting about fruits and vegetables by AJ mm. Brown. Maybe there was something I missed. Um that he like there's a meme or something of him.
0: Let's see. Um that <laughs> he uh yeah, he I, yeah, he said uh he named a bunch of them. Um <laughs> Okay? Uh and said broccoli, spinach, cauliflower, asparagus, brussels sprouts, corn, green beans and green- I think that's in the merge feast salad all those things.
1: Oh, that yeah. the all the stuff that's going to get you voted out. So he okay, so he posted a random tweet with just broccolini, spinach, cauliflower, asparagus. Oh, okay, so he does not like zucchini, squash, carrots and cucumber. Okay. That's what he was trying to say. He does not. He, he thinks that a bunch of vegetables are better than zucchini, squash, carrots and cucumber. So he doesn't like. Yeah. yeah. No, I disagree. Those are four of like my favorite. Vegetables. I think it was better when
0: he was tweeting about Juju Smith Schuster.
1: Come on, man. Get back to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, uh, it's, uh, he's eating healthy, probably getting ready for the I season. I love that for him. I can, yeah. I, can, I, can back, I can back up. I can I can back that up. Um, keep eating your vegetables.
0: You got to young man. Okay. Young
1: man. Go Krishna, birds.
0: Go birds. Um, Krishma. Anything else you want to uh tell people to check out?
1: No. Check their health. Women over 40, get your mammograms. I mean
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: it's never it's never too early. Uh start go get go start go getting your colonoscopies. I am I'm not a doctor, but you know, um you learn from experience. Mm-hmm. To, it's never it's never too early to start getting your health checked. So that's all I can say. Go get your health checked. Yeah. I don't know why I'm preaching this, but
0: hey, it's, it's a great message, <laughs> Krishma.
1: It, it, it's important.
0: Yeah. OK, well, I really appreciate you making so much time to talk with me about Survivor. And uh, it's always such a nice uh, time for me when we get to catch up.
1: Yeah, I can't believe we just ended talking about mammograms and colonoscopies, but you know <laughs> that is survivor. We just open it up and talk about everything. It yeah, is all I good. Mean, Carolyn
0: said, "Hey, I like to sweat." I mean, this is like uh, everything's on the table.
1: Everything's on the table, Rob. I love talking to you. I love being oh. able to to talk about survivor and just just kind of shoot the shit with you and i um, just thankful that you invited me.
0: Yes. Well, thank you. I, I'm so grateful that you uh, were able to do this. And this was a really fun one for me. So uh, I hope everybody enjoyed uh, getting to hear us talk about everything going on in Survivor 44. And we're just getting started this week. We got all the podcasts coming your way in the Survivor podcast feed. Make sure you're subscribed. Rob is a website.com slash Survivor feed i'm gonna have the survivor feedback show coming up on monday with mari fourth so make sure you get feedback questions in send us a voicemail rob's website.com slash voicemail or rob has a website.com slash survivor feedback to write in your questions and we'll also be looking through the comments here on youtube so thank you so much for joining us and uh, we will uh, talk to you again soon take care have a good one bye bye